And we are back. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at Bible and Business, and I want to thank you for joining me today. It's just a privilege to have you along. Um, I'm in the middle of an eight-part series on what I call the eight A's that kill healthy business partnerships. And in the last series, I covered the 10 elements that need to be present in order for a business partnership to be healthy. <laughs> In this series, I'm covering eight elements that if they are present in your partnership, they probably will kill it. And those eight A's, as you can see on the screen here, are apathy, anger, affairs, abuse, addictions, arrogance, ambiguity, and being an autocrat or autocraticness, if I can put it that way. I just want you to note that if there's one or more, if you just have one of these A's in your business partnership, you can probably uh, still have a pretty good partnership. It's just going to be uh, more cycles uh, to make the partnership really work. If you have two, any two of these, it becomes difficult. It really does. It's, it's just difficult to have a good partnership. And any three of these, doesn't matter which ones, any three or more, and your partnership is going to be dead. It's not going to work. It's not, uh, it, it will eventually implode. And I would say that if you're in a partnership where two or more of these are present, uh, I would be looking for a way out of that partnership. I, I would just, I would just be planning on the partnership coming to an end at some point, and uh, and finding a way out of it. So, let's go ahead and get started. But before we do, I just want to invite you to come over to BibleandBusiness.com and take a look at the website, the articles, the podcasts, and uh, you'll be able to download the slides for this uh, entire series in PDF format. Should you wish. Uh, to have them. Of course, those slides are free. And then I'll ask that you also take a moment and just subscribe to this uh, YouTube channel, Bible and Business. So let's get going on abuse. What is abuse? That's our topic today. Abuse can either be emotional, verbal, or physical. And at its core, abuse is the deliberate misuse of one's power or privileged status that injures another while enhancing one's own station or position. Said another way, and probably more succinctly here, it is disadvantaging others in order to advantage yourselves. They win, I'm sorry, you win, they lose. You're disadvantaging others in order to advantage yourself. Uh, usually, abusers were abused uh, as children or as teenagers uh, or maybe in business elsewhere. And uh, uh, good Christian business owners and Christian leaders need to break that cycle if that's true of their own history. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about, um, about abuse in uh, employer and employee relationships. Let's read first in Ephesians 6, uh, verses 5 through 9. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or is free. Now look at the context in which this a command now comes to the masters, in other words, the employers, the business leaders. Do the same to them. Who is them? Them are your bond servants, those that are working for you. 
and stop your threatening. In other words, stop your abusive behavior, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. So look, masters, we do good to our bond servants. In other words, we do good to our employees and we stop threatening them. We stop being abusive to them precisely because we know that our master, who is who is God, uh, is sitting in heaven and he's watching us just as much as he's watching those who work for us. And he isn't partial towards us just because we're business owners. There is no partiality with him. So we have to remember that in the end, we are judged by the same judge that our employees are judged by. And that puts us in many ways on the same uh, playing field and at the same level on that playing field. Now let's look at Leviticus 25 verses 39 through 43. If your brother becomes poor beside you and sells himself to you, you shall not make him serve as a slave. He shall be with you as a hired worker and as a sojourner. He shall serve with you until the year of Jubilee. Then he shall go out from you, he and his children with him, and go back to his own clan and return to the possessions of his fathers. For they are my servants. Now who's talking here? Okay, uh, this is really God talking through Moses. For they are my servants whom I brought out of the land of Egypt, God says. They shall not be sold as slaves. And look at this, look at this command. You shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. In other words, Christian business owners, we may rule in our business, but we do not do it ruthlessly. We are not harsh. We don't lord it over people. Um, we are not abusive with them. We are not angry with them. Remember, uh, be quick to listen. This is James 2, 19 and 20. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Why? Because man's anger does not produce the righteous life that God desires. Man's anger does not produce the results he thinks he's going to get. Man's anger never produces the results that he thinks he's going to get. And so when you're angry, you have a tendency to become abusive. That's why there's some overlap there uh, between anger and, and, and abuse. If you watch the other video in this one, uh, but you have to understand that we do not rule ruthlessly. Okay. And in the previous verse, um, we stop our threatening. We are not abusive, we are not a threatening, we are not ruthless in our rule of our employees in our business. Uh, and that, by the way, that's that the same is true uh, in our partner relationships too. Because remember, this is a series about building healthy partnerships and the things that can kill healthy partnerships. When you're abusive to your partners, uh, chances are real good you're gonna you're gonna see that partnership end uh, anytime in in the next few months or years. Uh, abuse in partnerships almost always kills the partnership. So let's go to Deuteronomy 24, verses 14 through 15. You shall not oppress a hired worker who is poor and needy, whether he is one of your brothers or one of the sojourners who are in your land within your towns. You shall give him his wages on the same day before the sun sets, for he is poor and counts on it lest he cry out against you to the Lord, and you be guilty of sin. So one of the things that we don't do is we don't withhold 
pay. When we agree to pay somebody, that is a sacred trust and we have to pay it or we will be abusing and stealing from our employees. Most states in the United States by law consider payroll a personal liability of the owner. And that's a good law. That's a law that reflects Deuteronomy 24, 14 and 15. So we do not oppress by withholding wages. And we, um, we do not oppress, uh, let's go back here, we do not oppress by being ruthless, and we do not oppress by being threatening. In other words, the, 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 thought, the thought that comes to my mind here is let your yes be yes and your no be no. Just be clear and matter of fact and direct, but you don't need to threaten, you don't need to be ruthless, and never withhold the pay, because if you do, that's in essence oppressing a hired worker. Now there's other types of abuse of power that's mentioned in scriptures, and I'll just give these to you here for future study. There's abuse in families, in churches, in foreign relations where the rich rule over the poor, uh, and general leadership activities as well. Uh, that Proverbs 22, verses 22, is one of the Proverbs that I cover in my book, uh, Biblical Wisdom for Business Leaders, the 30 sayings from Proverbs. Uh, I dive into that proverb uh, in chapter 22 and um, explain that in depth in my other book. The effects of abuse are not good. Uh, you would have degradation of the victim's personhood that is debilitating to them. Fear and hatred become the core element of the relationship, which is not good. That's nothing to build a relationship on, even if it is uh, a business and a professional relationship. Uh, the abuser doesn't get the results she or he wants in the manner desired. Again, that's a reflection, I think, of the truth that we find in James 2, 19 and 20. And what you will find is that there's going to be PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder type um, uh, characteristics in the victim, including anxiety, depression, perhaps chemical abuse, intrusive thoughts, inability to sleep at night, those kinds of things. So these are the effects of abuse on your partners and on your employees. And if you're abusive in your family, this is the effects of the abuse in your family as well. Now, if you're a partner and you have another partner that's abusive, you don't manage the abuse. And you don't manage it by appeasing the other person or trying to make them happy. You simply end it. Period. You either end the relationship or the abuse ends. Either the partnership ends or the abuse ends. And if you're in an abusive relationship... Um, some endings are necessary. Read Henry Cloud's book. Some endings are, or, read, or his book is Necessary Endings. Uh, and he argues, I think, compellingly that some endings of relationships are necessary. And so if you're in an abusive marriage, an abusive partnership, you have an abusive boss, uh, you just leave. It, it's just time to get away. You do not manage abuse, and you cannot change them by appeasing them or trying to make them happy. So you end the abuse, period. That's what you do. So finally, just a few more notes. Uh, Christian business owners should have a zero tolerance for any kind of abuse, either in their partnership or in their business. Abuse of any type in a persistent form will kill a partnership. 
Uh, I said earlier that if you had one of these A's, uh, you could probably figure out how to have a good partnership. Uh, if abuse is that one A, um, I'm going to moderate my words a little bit there and just say abuse is one of the A's that could kill a partnership by itself. And so uh, just understand that that's a real possibility. And I'm going to talk for a moment about abuse of pastors in churches. And there's a lot of them out there, abuse of pastors. You, all you got to do is, is subscribe to Ministry Watch or Christian Post or julieroys.com. And you will see um, revelation after revelation after revelation of pastors who have abused their position uh, financially or they abuse through power or they abuse uh, congregants sexually. Now, these kind of people should not be in the pastorate, period. End of conversation. I am stunned that Mark Driscoll still remains a pastor, that anybody would go to his church knowing how abusive he is and knowing how abusive he was at Mars Hill. Um, he simply, him and others like him, um, should not be in the pastorate at all. Um, that I know they have large platforms and I know they have a following and they can publish a book and get, you know, 30 or 40,000 copies sold right away. I don't care. Um, abusive pastors should never be in the pulpit. And uh, to my way of thinking, the elders in those churches should have enough uh, fortitude uh, to, um, to fire them. Okay, time for a review. Abuse is debilitating and it's contrary to what God has for us. It, it is advantaging yourself in order to disadvantage others. Uh, it usually produces PTSD-type symptoms in the immediate and long term uh, for those who receive the abuse. Um, I don't think you manage it. I think you end it. That's You, you just end it. And uh, I will reiterate that abusive pastors should be removed from ministry. They should not be allowed to preach the Word of God or to be pastors. All right, next week. Our next episode, we're going to look at how addictions harm healthy partnerships, and we're going to dive into that whole area, which is, which is going to be a deep area. So you may want to kind of get a cup of coffee before you, before you come next week. <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at Bible and Business. It's always good to see you. And if you uh, want to reach out to me for any reason at all, uh, you can do so just by emailing me at bill at bibleandbusiness.com, bibleandbusiness.com, bill at bibleandbusiness.com. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you have any particular questions about your business or a problem that you're facing, I'm happy uh, just to spend some time on the phone with you and talk it through. I don't charge for that. Uh, just happy to pay it forward a little bit with you. So, uh, again, uh, thank you for joining me, uh, and I hope you come back next week for our episode on addictions. Until then, uh, go out and make it a great day. Take care. Take care.